I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. Definition of a digital nomad. Well, a digital nomad is someone who works remotely but is constantly traveling from one place to another, right? So basically what they do is rely on wireless internet capabilities, portable devices, laptops, tablets, etc. to do their work wherever they want. But do you know how many digital nomads existed in 2021? Worldwide, there were 35 million digital nomads in 2021. And do you know what is the world's number one country that is working best for digital nomads? No, it's not the US. It's Thailand. Welcome to Smarter with Sid. And this episode, we are going to explore the lifestyle of a digital nomad and whether it will work for somebody like you. And I'll give a few of my personal experiences as a digital nomad. So let's try to figure out what this is all about. Let's go. First, a home truth. Normally, I start with the context for the home truth. I don't think that you can call yourself a digital nomad just because you had started working remotely during the COVID sort of lockdown situation because the whole world was working basically remotely or out of work or whatever it was. I don't think that's the definition, right? The definition is that you are still traveling. You are still nomadic. And actually, being a digital nomad kind of went downhill during the COVID things and it has started picking up again. So typically what people say, oh, I'm a nomad now. I work from home. No, you're a remote worker, but you're not a nomad. Sorry for the, uh, you know, nitpicking, but I think it probably is better to set that context straight up front. I think also the reason why I'm choosing this particular topic for today's episode is because I just realized, thanks to Muzammil, an ex-student of mine whom I'm working on a wonderful project nowadays, that he said, hey, you know what? You are literally a digital nomad. Maybe you should lean into it a little. So I was like, okay, hmm, maybe. So what is it about me that makes me a digital nomad? Then I suddenly realized, okay, yeah, of course. I have been after I moved on from my car where I was associate dean. So I was literally staying on campus for a couple of years. I have literally been traveling. And even before that, I have been traveling. So the moniker, the traveling professor actually comes from the fact that I have traveled to various places for my work. And in the last, say, four to five years, it's kind of become more and more fine-tuned. Wherein, you know, it's my laptop and me if I'm teaching somebody online or it is me in some university or the other, which is spread across India or even some parts of the world. And it's been a very interesting experience. So I'm living with my family in the UK, of course, because my family's out there. But I'm also living in India, in my Pune home, wherein, again, my family's out here. But I'm also traveling to various places. So I've taught from Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. And I've taught from Barcelona. And I've taught from Italy. And I've taught from Thailand. And I've taught from... Mumbai and Ahmedabad and and God knows. Uh, So I've taught at as well. And no, this is not like a show off thing, but it is quite strange that I hadn't considered myself as a digital nomad. But the more I think about it, I realized that, okay, so that is what this lifestyle is about. And mostly people who are in the teaching sort of profession are not, you know, traveling like I'm doing because this is quite crazy. 
most of them are connected to universities and and they have studied you know situations of work wherein they are going to the same place in the same city and and doing work so it's quite a quite a weird exceptional sort of experience that i've had but not many digital nomads are just only about teaching a lot of you can be content writers or you can be coders or you can be designers anything that allows you to work remotely actually allows you to be a digital nomad potentially right so you can be a remote worker but still stay in the same place and work at the same place that doesn't make you a digital nomad but if you are traveling and you are working remotely well you might be one without knowing it you might be one of those 35 million so that is the context now is the digital nomad lifestyle for you you might say oh but i'm married and so we can't do that trust me there are about 61% of the digital nomads are married so how does that work that works because i guess both of them are digital nomads maybe single people can be digital nomads more easier and of course it will get tougher once you have children because children require schools and and the rest of it so there might be some of you who might just scratch out the digital nomadic lifestyle uh, based out of just practical considerations and that's absolutely fine and i think that Uh, you know there's a time and place for everything so if you're young and maybe single or just recently married and both of you have the travel bug or in a partnership or whatever that is probably the best time to be a digital nomad probably not the best time when you're trying to you know raise a family or or something of that sort unless and until you're going for a completely eclectic lifestyle in my opinion so that's one but more than that what does it take So if I look at my own experiences as a digital nomad I think one of the key aspects for me has been time zone differences so I have woken up at you know crazy hours like 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning because I have to take you know a lecture which is based out of India or Thailand or wherever but I am in Scotland so even though the view is beautiful outside I'm up and I'm kind of settling down trying to wake myself up and be kind of coherent because you know teaching at least the teacher should be coherent isn't it so it's not all hunky dory and it's not just you know, without sacrifices there are many sacrifices that are hidden to you and it's not only about not getting dodgy wifi a lot of people say oh wifi if you have wifi everything is good no it's not sometimes time zones can make a difference sometimes just the a uh, cognitive dissonance of being in a beautiful place where everybody else is doing something else but you are slaving away yeah on some work assignment is quite not acceptable because a lot of times we see beautiful places and we associate holidaying with you know those kind of places so you need to make up your mind about that you need to kind of completely reframe things and that can happen naturally to some but again a warning may not happen to you i think the biggest challenge hidden challenge which you might want to overcome if you want to take the digital nomad lifestyle is a lot of us underestimate the value of a tribe so a tribe that you belong to work wise or even family wise or whatever makes you feel more certain more secure more you know that you know your place and position it gives you security yeah and that security goes completely out of the door as far as the digital nomadic lifestyle is concerned wherever you are going for example in my case i'm visiting an institution i'm working i'm not an insider i'm an outsider and that outsider is uh, not part of the tribe so when you are actually looking at that tribe uh, and you want to f- belong to that tribe well the digital nomadic lifestyle is not going to be for you 
So this is the biggest challenge because, you know, we are all social animals. And the moment you realize that you're a social animal, you might want to belong to a tribe. It's, it's an inherent human need. We kind of downplay it a lot, especially in remote working times. One of the biggest unsaid factors has been, why do people want some people? I'm not saying everybody. Everybody who hates traffic perhaps doesn't want to go back to work. And a lot of us are like that. So that's the biggest hidden challenge towards being a digital nomad. But on the flip side, the greatest value that you can add to any of those tribes as a digital nomad is to give a perspective. And that is the most amazing gift that you can give to each tribe. So whenever I'm visiting an institution, I'm seeing it from an outsider's perspective, which obviously gives me a fresh look at things, which is allowing me to become a better consultant, a better teacher, a better advisor to whoever I'm actually going to meet up. So that is the biggest value you can provide and you can certainly build on that. And of course, being a digital nomad also means that, you know, wherever you go, that's home for you. And if you go with that sort of attitude, then maybe digital nomad, uh, that lifestyle is better. But many things to consider before you go down this path, understand your practical considerations, understand whether your job allows you to do it, you know, you understand the hidden challenges, but also recognize the values. As for me, I don't even consider myself as a digital nomad. Maybe I was not considering myself as a digital nomad till maybe just a few days back. But now that I know what I'm doing, maybe I will just lean into it a little. And you might see a lot of stuff happening on The Traveling Professor that documents the kind of life that I might be leading as one, right? So let's see how that goes, shall we? I hope you liked this episode of mine, slightly different from the normal ones. And if you like this episode, do like me. I'm The Traveling Professor. Yeah, I'm The Traveling Professor on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And if you like stuff like this, just check out what IVM's got on for you. On that happy note, 